Hey everyone, we continue our read through of the New Testament. Today we are in 1 Peter 4, as Peter continues this beautiful admonition to the church. He's just pointed their eyes to Christ who suffered for their sake, but who rules and reigns now, having all authority given to him in standing in victory. He writes, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living for the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that the, though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins, showing hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who, who speaks oracles of God, Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that everything, in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we'll stop right there. So Peter opens this by saying, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, right, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking, right, not reviling, uh, not doing wrong, but presenting ourselves a living sacrifice for the Lord. For it was ever suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Now, this is not saying that we are perfectly spotless or sinless only christ is in that regard what this is talking about is our union with christ right because we have because we have been united with christ in our suffering our lives should live radically transformed not living in light of our human passions but for the will of god and that's what this whole opening portion of chapter four is all about that we are we do not live like the world that we were called out of, right? We were we were once dead, but we have been brought to life in Christ. And therefore, we have been empowered by Christ, who is victorious, who is reigns. He who, is, we are, he who are, we are united with, that we have been given power and victory to live in a way that glorifies God and overcomes sin, right? So we can be self-controlled, sober-minded, right? We are able to uh, live a life of loving one another, not not going after, not with vengeance and seeking vindication. The knowledge that the Lord will repay, the vengeance belongs to the Lord, frees us to live a light of love and a light of service, a life of service for others, using the gifts God has given us to serve and to live for His glory alone. For it is Christ who reigns and rules forever. So no matter what happens in this temporary life, we can continue to live for him in spite of the suffering we face, in spite of the maligning that people uh, and slander that people uh, throw against us. Because we know that our victory is in the Lord, our hope is in the Lord, our eternity is secure in the Lord. And therefore, we can live faithfully for him and, and live in light of his glory and not continue to go after the world that we have been called out of. Verse 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you 
as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as murderer or thief or an evildoer as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will, the, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel? For if the righteous are scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. This is the call, right? Don't be surprised when fiery trials come upon you. Why? Because you're alien and exiles to this world. You are a stranger to this world, and you are going to be treated as such. Secondly, if they treated your master cruelly, how much more so you? Right? If they hated Christ, how much more so you? Therefore, rejoice when you are able to share in Christ's sufferings. What a glorious reality of your unity with Christ when you suffer for his name's sake. Don't suffer for doing bad. That's not suffering. That's punishment. But when you seek to live for Christ, if you are ridiculed, persecuted, slandered, mis- uh, uh, maligned for your faith in Jesus, for your standing for him, then you count it all joy. For judgment begins with the house of the Lord. Right now is the time of our sanctification and our purification. right? And we will be able to stand forever in the days of glory because of the work of the Holy Spirit in sanctifying and glorifying us. But those who malign us, those who reject Christ... They may live now, and this is the closest to heaven they're ever going to know. This is the closest to heaven they're going to know. And for us, this is the closest to hell we'll ever know. Right? Those, those little sufferings that we face in this life are purifying ones. And they are light and momentary. But the sufferings of those who reject Christ, they will be eternal, and they will be absolutely terrifying in the worst possible way. And so, that, therefore, when we suffer... When we find ourselves persecuted uh, and maligned and, and despised and hated for our faith in the Lord, then we need to just simply entrust our souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Faith and good works, this beautiful balance of the Christian life, entrusting ourselves daily to the will of the Lord, knowing that he will lead us and guide us for our good, no matter what that looks like. Even if it is through the fiery trials of suffering, God will lead us through it for our good and his glory. So we trust him and we do good. What is the standard of goodness? It's whatever God says it is. Living out his will as revealed in his word, faithfully in love and service to others for the glory of the triune God of heaven. So, brothers and sisters, no matter what you face in this world, what you face in this life, know that you have been united with Christ. And therefore, count it all joy when you suffer for Christ and live radically different from the world you've been called out of. Because your call is to live for the glory of Christ and trusting yourself to Him daily, knowing that He will faithfully lead you to glory. Therefore, do good that others might see your conduct and be drawn to the Lord of glory. God bless.